You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. What's going on and welcome. We hope we're your favorite sports talk radio program. This is Idaho Sports Talk. We are Prater in the Ball Game. Excited to have you guys with us. Uh, going to be a fun hour starting off. Prater, I've been waiting for this segment since you told me we had this correspondent, because that's what he's going to be, our basketball correspondent on this show moving forward. He's the pride of Anchorage, Alaska, a Boise State graduate, a two-time G League Coach of the Year, a champion coach with the Idaho Stampede, and now he's an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champion, and they are running away with the NBA regular season. He is Brian Gates. He's on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. And, Coach, welcome to the show. And how the hell did Mike Prater coerce you into this gig? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm more excited about is having – the term corresponder, <laughs> whether you're a consultant or whatever, or being anything affiliated with the fat guys. So I got those two things going for me, which I'm pretty excited about. So that's this is the new beginning. No, I mean, yes, this was obviously easy decision. I, I can, if I read you the text Mike sent me, it was about three lines. Like, hey, you want to you want to come on the show once a week? <laughs> I was like, sure. Or once a month, or I don't. I don't even, the text was like, "You want to do this? Sure, cool. We'll talk to you tomorrow." That was that's, that is that was the negotiations, I guess. I, I guilted uh, you into it because the, we got Cutter on here yeah. to do our NFL playoff correspondence, and I thought, "Come you on, did. Gates, I, you, you can you, do you it." Threw this, you, you did. You did drop that. Like, hey, we're we're better. We're you know, you're, I'm definitely back to my D League days when I'm uh, rolling with Coach Cutter. So that's, yes, that's fun. I love it. Well, Coach Gates, welcome. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. I'm just going to start you off with, you know, you're on Monty Williams' staff there. Last year, you guys came within a whisker of winning an NBA championship. This year, looks like you're picking up where you left off. You have a, you know, you're 10 games better than any other team in the league this year. Uh, why is it working so well for you guys in the Valley of the Sun this year, Coach? Um, well, I just want to be clear. I wasn't here last year, um, but, uh, um, it was an easy transfer just for me personally. Just I, I was obviously with coach for five years in New Orleans. But to answer your question about this year, it's you know, it, it's really easy because it kind of if you're in any business or if you're in any team and and when things are going right or in a positive way or you're winning, it's just like you just worry about the next day and whatever obstacles that might get in like might get thrown on the table or something you revert to what works for you yeah i mean it's just you know people use the word culture or you know it's the easiest you know our what what coach williams and, and james jones and i throw chris paul jay crowder and obviously devin booker what they've created here yeah and the expectations that everybody has of each other the accountability you have upon yourself that those five especially keep on themselves. Everybody just kind of falls in line. I mean, it's just, you know, for me personally, when I got here, I knew exactly what was expected of me. You know, they all laid it out 
you know, for me. Um, you know, I coached Chris a year in New Orleans. Um, uh, you know, being in the Western Conference, I've always known Jay from a competitive standpoint and, and obviously book. So I, I had that, but it's, you know, we just kind of roll on every day. And if we hit a bump in a road, we hit a bump in a road. Like Chris got hurt. Okay. Now what do we do? And we don't worry about outside noise very much. We don't worry about what other people are saying or whatever, what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, I'll give you a kind of an easy example is um, we were in Orlando two nights ago and some guys started to heckling, you know, DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. excuse me, DeAndre Ayton. And they were like, they were talking of just how fans can be about situations that are going on with him. And, you know, all they fans do is that they, you know, they seek a response <laughs> and, you know, and now you, you turn around and there's 10 phones ready to record a response. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't give them a response. We're just like, you look at them like, all right, that's it. And we just, we're, we're, we're in a close game and that's what we worry about. And there's other teams that they might respond, but we have each other's back so much. Like enough people like, come on, DA, let's just lock in. Like, hey, you know, we got to get stopped here. This is what we're going to do. Or, you know, we're just kind of locked into each other enough that we, we don't have distractions. And when you do that and you can put all of your effort into the team and winning games and taking, you know, taking care of the things that you're worried about, it's just, it's much easier. And again, I, I want to, you know, those five guys, James Jones and, and, and obviously coach Williams, what they've created. Um, I think that's just kind of the part of it. I mean, we just, we, we, we lead a very simple, boring style. You know, we just, you know, we, we pass the ball. We try to keep the ball in front of us and we try to get you to miss it. And when you miss it, we, we go get it. And that's it. There's Coach, nothing. Coach, you've had championship games before. And what I'm seeing from the Phoenix Suns now, and I know you guys take it one game at a time. Last night, going into Miami, the number one team in the East, you you just smoke them by 21 points without Chris Paul. So take a look at this team and, and how it's built, and you just kind of explained it, but are you starting to get the sense that this is a championship team? Yes. Um, you know, the, the only thing that I, that, I, that I can go back to is the team we had in Boise um, with Randy, Corey Violet, Roberto, um, you know, and then we, Jason Ellis, you know, we had some, we had some pieces in there that, you know, they kind of gave up them, gave up a part of themselves for the team to benefit for the whole and for their future. You know, and it's, you know, like Roberto, it was it, Roberto and Randy were easy. Like they're like, we've done this long enough. Like we want to win one, you know, like I just, I remember Berto going, you know, I don't, really care how much money I make. Like, you know, in the D league at the time, the salaries were so, it wasn't very much between the high and low. He's like, I just, let's see if we can do this. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where they're at a little bit, you know, especially Jay Crowder and and Chris, Um, you know, and book is book is obviously taken a huge step and, you know, he comes back and, you know, he's yes. Last night was a, a great example of it is, 
you know, he got COVID for the second time, didn't really have symptoms, but he couldn't get his numbers down, you know, and, and he was fine, but he just was waiting to get his numbers down. Now can he meet us in Milwaukee? No, he can't still go to Orlando, but now he can go to Miami. He flies across the country just to play one game. And it's where, you know, in the middle of the season, you know, our record is what it is. Obviously we have a little bit of a lead, but it's like, no, man, I want to be around our team and I want to play. I want to play for us. And it was just like, he's like, I miss this. I miss you guys. And it's just, it just kind of falls in, in line of, of, of what we do. And nobody cares about, all right, Landry was starting. Well, now I don't get a start anymore. It's just like, cool books back now. And everybody just understands, you know, what seat on the bus they're in and, the bus can go forward when it's not rocky. And I know it's, it sounds like a big cliche, yeah. but successful people and successful businesses and teams and teachers and felt like if you're in it, you know exactly what I'm saying. I mean, in, in Boise mm-hmm. that year, you know, we won 18 games in a row and we actually won 18 games in a row here. And you just don't even talk about it. I mean, you just like, you know, I was on this show all the time about it. Like, Oh, you've hit 13. You were like, yeah. Tough one tomorrow night. And then we're on a back-to-back. We got to go to, you know, we got to go to to Tulsa tomorrow night or something. And you know, the more you can live in the moment and take care of play by play. I mean, last night we're on a back-to-back, and um, we know they make hard shots, and they came out. And I think it was twenty-five to ten in the first six minutes. We're like, you know, your team can in the NBA, especially your team can go sour real quick. You're like. Uh, it's just not our night. Cool. You know, we every we have every built-in excuse for that game last night, and it's not that nobody gave into it. You just don't even talk about it. Hey, man, just stay the course. Let's just keep doing what we do. We have a game plan. We've missed some shots. They're hitting tough ones. We're good. We got 44 minutes left in this game, and we just kind of stayed the course. Uh-huh. And you know, tonight, you know, we got in at 4 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's kind of enjoyed a day off. Everybody went and got treatment. We got Toronto tomorrow, and that's it. I love it. Brian so. Gates, he's an assistant coach on the Phoenix Suns, best record in the NBA, won a championship here in Boise with the Idaho Stampede. And, you know, you mentioned you coached Chris Paul earlier in his career. Now you get him at the end of his career. And, you know, it's been widely documented, Coach Gates, that – you know, Chris Paul isn't always uh, easy to play for, an easy teammate. He demands stuff from other pros that sometimes you hear other pros don't want demanded of them. You're oh, with. Can I, can I interrupt you? Can I can I answer your question already? Hell yeah, you're with him every is day. That pro- is that is that a problem? Um, I, no, man. I mean, there's, my... there's, there's one. There's one of the sayings that I've heard that I, that I'm a big fan of is like so many people get frustrated or upset with not getting results that they didn't work for. And I, I get it. Like, I, 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 know, I understand your question, but that kind of leads into what we're doing. Like, Chris is – so Chris is out right now for, a, you know, almost to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were on a five-game road trip. There's nothing he can do about Like, it, there's no magic treatment for his thumb. His kids are in school in L.A. Like, he's got every built-in excuse, and this is one of the things that makes Chris Chris. When Chris stays in Phoenix and he's getting rehab every day at 8 in the morning with our people so everybody is on the same page about his health, he gets to 
be demanding. Like God, yeah, those he he leads more by example than he does by getting frustrated. And, you know, to go back to your other question, one of the just from a technical standpoint, like our game plan discipline, what we plan to do in a game, they follow. Like we don't ever ask anybody to play hard. We don't ask anybody to do all the things that people think you should do automatically. But we don't we don't have it. So you know, hey, we're gonna do this on this. Like we had a couple schemes that the that we did yesterday that we're like, hey, we're going to take this away, this away, and then when they go to this, we're going to take that away by doing this. And everybody's like, cool. And then they did it. And if you don't do it, you are going to hear from Chris or Book. I love it. And that makes our job easier, but they will run through a wall to make sure that they do their part. And when they don't do their part, they're the first ones to say, my bad, or we, you know. And it just, when you can lead by example, it allows you to lead by your voice. And, hey, man, it, it, I, I get it. it. It might not always have been that way. But seeing Chris that year, we were with him in New Orleans, and I can't even remember, whatever, I mean, 10 years ago, I guess, 11 years ago. And, I mean, the funny thing to me about it is he was coming off a hard ACL injury or something. He had a, with his knee and they said, oh, it can deteriorate, it can do this and this. Man, the guy's better today than he was then. Crazy, man. Yeah, twice. all-timer. When Book was hurt, I think he was playing 40 minutes a game on back-to-backs. And I, I just, you know, if, cool. If you don't like that about certain players, maybe you're just not fit for that team. And, again, I give Monty and James credit. They've put that this team around where people can take that. It's awesome. Talking the NBA with Brian Gates, assistant with the Phoenix Suns, former Boise State student, graduate, and uh, Idaho Stampede head coach. I know we got to let you go. You're our new NBA correspondent. We're going to do this every month for the rest of the season, and we hope that includes all the way to Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Uh-huh. Let, let me leave you with this one question, yep. Coach. Uh, I know about 60 days ago you guys had Chandler Hutchinson on your roster. Yep. He was waived about uh, early in January. He's down in the G League with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. It hasn't worked out for him the way he's wanted to. We've been following his career. We know the injuries. We know some of the off-the-court stuff. But maybe catch us up on Chandler. And is there any chance that this guy can work his way back into the NBA? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think, um, it, you know, it, people that know him at Boise State, uh, you know, he started off, you know, I think he was a late bloomer in high school, didn't play very much, and then he comes out and has these great last couple years and really jumps onto the scene and and um, still learning what kind of player he is. You know, for me, it, it was tough for Chandler here, you know, coming off the, the success the team had last year. Uh, there was – he didn't really get a, a shot or a playing time opportunity. Every game for us, you know, matters. Um, we're not in any kind of a developmental stage at all um, of our team. Um, I think he wanted an opportunity. We couldn't give it to him. Um, and I, I think he has to refine like his NBA skills. Like what is he as a player? Is he a knockdown shooter? I, you know, I don't know if he is that. Is he an elite athlete where he can finish at the rim and do all those different things? I think that's where he can get to, you know, being a, you know, a high end defender, 
with knowledgeable of the league. I think that's his direction. I think going to the G League will help him with that. You know, it's it's you know the easiest term for that is he can't be a backup quarterback holding a clipboard expecting to get experience. And I think the direction he's at, um, you know, I'm always going to pull for him because obviously the school, but I like him a lot as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. I got to know him a little bit. Um, yeah. Yes, he has a chance. That's, in my opinion, that's the route he needs to take is that I can guard the ball by myself. You might score on me, but it's going to be hard mentality. And there's a lot of six, 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 seven, six, eight guys that, you know, they call them the three and D guys. Uh-huh. Um, I think he lost a little confidence in his shot. Um, and I, you know, I hope he gets that back. He went down to, the, he, we sent him, he went to the D league or the G league a couple times while he was here and had some, had some good games um, to defend him. It's really hard to sit on the bench and not play for a while. And then you get thrown in there and, you hadn't touched the ball in a while and swing, swing, there's two seconds on the shot clock and you got to shoot it and you're defined by that one shot. And it's not really fair to him, but you got to have that ment- I think when he gets the experience and the mentality that he has to be that defender stopper athletic guy, I think we'll see him back. I love this segment already. Our NBA correspondent, he's an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns, Boise State grad, champion coach with the Idaho Stampede. He's Brian Gates, and we're going to be talking basketball with him every single month. Coach, really appreciate the time today. Thank you. You bet, guys. See you soon. Great stuff with Coach Gates. Prater, I've never said this to you before. Uh Uh-oh. Corned beef and cabbage. We're a week away from St. Patrick's Day, which is JP's birthday, by the way. Yes, it is. I think it's overrated. I'm not a corned beef and cabbage kind of guy. I think it's one of the most underrated things on this planet, and I need some help. That's what we're going, ballgame. Prater needs help. He's going to cook corned beef and cabbage over this weekend? Yes, sir. But you don't really know how to do it. I don't have a clue. So we're hoping that our fat amateur listener chefs can help Prater figure out the best way to do corned beef and cabbage. Text us, call us, be a part of this. We're doing it next. And by the way, Rock Jocks Pop Culture, major tickets were given away in about 20 minutes too. Predator in the ballgame, Idaho Sports Talk.